All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Be Bodega podcast. With me is, as always, is Eric. Eric, say hello. Hi. <laughs> All right, that's going to be his thing. So always look out for that. Everybody Hi. Has a thing. I want that to be mine. That'll be. And I was doing this way before anyone else was. It was introduced <laughs> by my friend Eric. I get Back in 2004. All right. And also with us today is our very special guest, DJ G Funk. Say hello. What's up, Bodega? Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Well, happy to have you. So just so everybody knows, if anybody heard the first episode, uh, Eric and I have been uh, best friends for 30 years. And uh, Gilbert, DJ G Funk, is actually not that far behind. 28 years we've known each other. And um, the focus on this play, on this podcast will actually be hip-hop that he was so kind enough to uh, to throw a mix for us down. And uh, that'll be the featured uh, mix for uh, this podcast uh, once we're done with this podcast. We've actually made things a little bit easier. Uh, immediately after the podcast, you could go straight to the mix. It'll actually be along with the podcast. It'll read um, that it's the mix for this podcast. So... Once you you go to Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use, you'll actually be able to click right to the mix immediately after. So, Gilbert, what's up? Not much, man. You know, living, living, L-I-V-I-N. Oh, Jesus. Wait, before we get started, I'm sorry, Gil, I don't mean to interrupt you. The last show, you introduced me as your A1 from day one. You Does up? that mean I'm the steak sauce to your meat? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, Carlos? That means you've been, you've been my friend since day one, Eric. Carlos? Did we lose him? No. Oh, boy. I, I think you lost him at meat. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> People get offended. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so now that it's established that you're my uh, steak sauce to my meat. Uh, so, Gilbert, so you put this mix for us together. And uh, you actually took it a step further. You actually took some of the songs that we had in our uh, inaugural playlist and you blended them with more more current hip hop songs. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to take you know incorporate some of the songs that were in your dad's uh, your trip your dad's tribute playlist and um, and really just show the new spin on it. You know that hip hop put uh, to it and just uh, just some other classic you know soul songs as well. Um, and it's always kind of cool to see. It's a mix that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And really, I mean, I, I cut it down to half an hour just to kind of, you know, make it easy for everybody to digest. But, I mean, I could you could spend those things for two hours. So. Yeah, you, you <laughs> packed that. in a lot in, that, in those 30 minutes. Yeah, well, it's funny. It was 30 minutes. Yeah, it was 30 <laughs> minutes. And I, I think it was like 34 songs I, put, I packed in, in those 30 minutes. So, yeah, no, um, that was, it was cool. cool. It was fun. Yeah. Now, is this the usual stuff you do? And I, I know you have like several places where you DJ, popular places in Miami and, and Broward. But is this the kind of music you usually play? Um, sometimes it depends on on the on the crowd. Uh, you know, it'll be some early stuff. But, you know, obviously, like you know, let's say what like it takes two. Right? You know, you know, it's you know, it's a throwback. Everybody, it'll it'll get the party jumping every at at, at any time really. But um, some of those I want I wouldn't. I used to do. Um, whenever it's like a, either like a hip hop crowd or R and B centric crowd, I'll I'll throw some of those originals and then come in and and mix the, the new versions of them. But uh, but yeah, those are those are for people that like to kind of you know dig in the crates and and see where some of this kind of stuff came from. So 
Yeah, no, do, it, do you find that the, I'm sorry. Do no. you find that the, the crowd reacts to that when you throw in not not necessarily the 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 old versions, you know, but the the sample versions, right? Like yeah, people react I mean, to that. I think I think some of the reaction they'll get is from like you know when they don't hear it kind of coming, so it's like. You know, when like uh, for, for perfect example, it would be like the, the the thousand dances, and it's like you know, it's a fast like old fifties rock song where it's nah 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 nah, and then all of a sudden I cut in I need Kamozi Hot Stepper, and they're like, holy crap, that's where they got that from, you know what I mean? So those are kind of cool, um, which I didn't even th- I didn't even know that that one. I did some research on it, and and I was like, no way that that's where they got that sample from, you know? So. Uh, those those tend to be eye opening for some of the crowds sometimes. I also think Gilbert does it. That's how you spot the guy that's too old to be in the club. Is he'll throw in that mix. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. If, that, if, if, if I play if I play a uh, you know a thousand uh, a song with thousand dances whatever that is and somebody starts doing the mashed potato then I instantly kick them out of the club. Or or like or, or like Eric called me out in the last podcast. The people that listen, the people that watch Dirty Dancing, they'll know that song. But oh man, what you guys? I have I have a dirty dance. I have a dirty secret. You know, I've never seen Dirty Dancing yet. You're not, not, not in its entirety. Anyway. No, you you don't need to. You're all right. It, it's such a strange movie, man. I don't. It's like at the end, it, everything just turns out right because Patrick Swayze comes back, comes back and has a final dance with Jennifer Grey, and yeah. he tells her dad yeah. that nobody puts her in a yeah. corner. So I don't know if Jennifer Grey was the hero or Patrick Swayze was. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, this is now the second podcast that we talk about Dirty Dancing. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's Swayze, man. Sorry. It's no. not my fault. No, dude, that's all right. So as I mentioned, you know, Eric and I met in 1990. Uh, Gilbert and I met in 1992. Uh, you know, that's back then we were cool as shit. We used to wear cross colors. Stussy. Uh, I think people were, we were still wearing clothes backwards. Still, still wear Stussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because it came back. What is it? Francis Jabra? Is it, am I saying that right? The baggy jeans, Francis Jabra? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did love cross colors. I don't know why. I think I just like bright colors. <laughs> I mean, to this day, like my apartment, it, it, it looks like a cross color. I actually, so, I, <laughs> I, I, so I'll never forget. So my first day of school, uh, it was, it, Gilbert, I mean Gilbert, Eric. I don't know if you remember. I had my green cross-colored jeans on, mm-hmm. and then I had the the. Uh, it was like a hooded sweat. It wasn't a sweatshirt, but it was a long sleeve tee with a with a hood, a cross-color hood. And then uh, is it the one that had the? Uh, it, it wasn't the one that had the the. What were those twins? Because it's a make it a make it a make it a back daddy. Oh, that's yeah, with yeah. Bunny and uh, and, and the Tasmanian Devil. No, no, no. <laughs> dude, this this was summer in Miami, dude. I was not gonna wear that, but yeah, the, the, it's so we came in right, you know, like you know, so the the golden era hip hop's mid '80s to mid '90s, and we definitely dressed apart. Gilbert looked like when I first met Gilbert, he looked like he came out of a Boys to Men video. He, <laughs> he used to have like the you know the sleeveless sweater. Uh, <clears throat> Dude, what was it that, you, that I'll never forget? So you you were dressed to the nines the first day of high school. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I had uh, I had the the overalls um, and I had the one strapped down. And then I had uh, I had I had Orete, rest in peace. Um, he actually designed um, a bunch okay. of 
Yeah, uh, he actually did your tattoo, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had him design um, a bunch of, so I had like the Bulls, you know, I was like, growing up, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, so I had the Bulls logo on one leg. Uh, I forgot what else. I think uh, the, the Chicago White Sox at the time had gotten that new logo that, you know, like the, the socks on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I put that on. I, th- I think it said Gil on, on my chest. <laughs> God, I wish I could that. I you have it on your back. Uh, no, it has the the little thing in the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, man. But did, did you have your did you have your beeper in the pocket of the of the overalls, like in the front pocket, uh, or mean, on the bill of your hat, the bill of your hat? No, I didn't do that. I, didn't, <laughs> I never had that. No, it was kind of cool what brought us together because I the only reason I started going to Polo Park was because of Hurricane Andrew back in '92. I was at at, a, at another school. And I had to move in with my grandmother, and that's how you and I became friends. Because when we first met, there was there was a bit of dislike. I was I was I was with. I guess we were older, like fourteen and thirteen or something like that. No, no well, Gilbert Gilbert, Gilbert was older because he was a senior. Well, he came later. Yeah. And, and that was a difficult friendship too. <laughs> Someone didn't like me either. Oh, you. <laughs> There's one common denominator amongst all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't for Carlos, we wouldn't be friends now. Yeah. So for sure. Thank you, Carlos. Hey, that's what I'm here for. No, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I, Gilbert and I headed off the first day of school. Yeah. Like immediately, and then, uh, and so I always say that part of his high school diploma belongs to me, just because. So we had art class together, and. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I used to draw like Gilbert shit. The problem is, they wanted him to be part of the Art Honor Society because of his artwork. <laughs> so, but he always said, "No, I have football practice. I can't make it to the meeting." Going back to like just how we met too, I think one of the things like after we kind of settled, I think you did good by keeping us apart for a while, and then kind of like that was Gilbert, that was at Gilbert's request. This was, this was, so this is how it would go down. It was like, Gilbert would call me. Hey, you want to play basketball? Yeah. You're not going to bring your friend, are you? That, and then, <laughs> and so, so. But one of the things that it, it, early on, it was music that brought us together. Because I don't know if you guys remember that we would go to Lester's house. Yeah. And just hang out. And, and he was a DJ. He was like the, the big party DJ for the high school that they throw like little events and stuff like that, house parties and clubs too. For some reason they were giving high school kids clubs in the Grove or, yeah. or in the beach. Do you remember that? Like how did those guys like the Darios and 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 who else? Like they just throw parties everywhere. And he was he was always the chosen DJ, but that's how we we kind of started just like go going over to his house to listen to music. Yeah. 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 And, he would DJ for us, and all it was like an all day. We play basketball. Let's listen to some music, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what we started, you know, kind of expanding because that's that's when I got into like the whole Erasure, yep. um, New Order stuff, kind of during that era. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's it's funny because another. So I remember when Eric first got his car, and then. So, well, I'll tell you, yeah, that wasn't even the car. Oh my God, my first car's name was named Sarah. Yeah. And the second one. And the second one. Jesus Christ, Carlos. <laughs> well, no. So, <laughs> what is it with you and Sarah? <laughs> so, well, what, what makes what makes it funny is I was pulling up, uh, you know, like what were the relevant songs in 1992, 
and Rump Shaker came out by Rex and Effect. Yes. So, well, what made it funny is there was only two tapes in Eric's car, and that was one of them. And that's all we would listen to. And back then, we like it, it's not stuck. like what it would get stuck. Yeah, like, yeah. I was stuck in for a while, and then Allison Chains was stuck. Yeah. Well, what made it funny was the fact that I mean, and it's not like we had the full album. It was we had like the maxi cassette single that you would buy for three bucks yeah. at the at the music shop. And I mean, it, it was I had more cassette singles than I actually had full records. What's up? No, sorry, you just drifted out for a second. Oh no! That what I was saying is that we would buy these these uh, maxi single tapes, and that's because they were three dollars a piece, and so it would come with the actual single and then like a B side, and that's that's all we had money for. So that's all we would buy. So I remember like I used to have this uh, Case Logic uh, cassette holder. And I never had full full cassettes. They were all maxi singles. And then we like I think for an entire year, that's all we heard was Rum Shaker and Allison Chains. And, and, <laughs> and never forget that one girl wearing the bandana in the video. She was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to so Gilbert said he was the biggest Michael Jordan fan, but then I remember like a, a few months later, he would wear Nets hats. Because Kenny Anderson was then your favorite player. Kenny Anderson, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. I, 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 for some reason, like I, I became a Georgia Tech fan for some. Reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but I just like, I like, I like Kenny Anderson and, uh, um, and and Dennis Scott used to play for the, uh, for the Magic. For the Magic. So I don't know how the heck I, I ended up liking the, the, the Georgia Tech for some reason, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know how the how you ended up getting overalls that were. Uh, all designed with your name on it, but that's kind of cool. And they're back. I know. Nice I, I've never been able to uh, pull off overalls, man. But they look to be like really comfortable. Do you wear underwear? <laughs> you put on in overalls, like you do, right? Because you don't yeah. want to leave the P marks, right? Well, that I mean, and I, I mean, can you going commando on that? Look, just seems awkward. But you know, you know what was awkward though, right? Is when you have to take a piss, you have to take the whole thing off and like unbutton the sides, and then the shit's fall. Yeah, you're like sometimes you're like a little kid with there's pants all the way down taking a piss in a u- in a urinal because they didn't have zippers. They, the they didn't have on the pants. No, they didn't have like no. a front zipper. No. Oh wow! I'd never be able to do that. Dude, how? Could you imagine standing in the stall and your your clothes is ankle? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I look like a three year old taking a piss. That's yeah, but but did you, you remember what was also in style back then is people will wear boxers as shorts. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And those stupid Mickey Mouse hats with the M on them that everybody had. Yeah. Oh God, that was terrible. And we would shave our lips. Yeah, we would. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember the first time I ever did that because you know I've always had nice legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna do it." So after school, I went home. I shaved my legs. And then I had to go to work. I worked at Gail's Christmas shop. So I had to wear khakis. And when I put those khakis on, I couldn't walk because just the feel of the pants hitting my skin, it was my senses were overwhelmed. And I had to spend that entire day like kind of adjusting myself so the pants wouldn't touch my legs. It was the I, I'll never forget that. I was like, what is this? I can't take this. The, be- the better question, did you use your mom's shaver? 
No, no, I used one that I had because I, 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 I think I was already shaving my face by that time, so it was one of mine. Yeah. It was just, it was just one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made, man. Yeah. Well, and there's nothing more hip hop than shaving your legs, so for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, man, it was, it was good. That you know, in the in the first podcast, we were talking about how, uh, like, how nostalgic music is, and and that that was the cool thing about doing the first playlist because. It, you know, reminded me about my old man. And then um, while I'm reading this, you know, this era of hip hop reminded me of two things. Us growing up, you know, in, in the early 90s, um, or not growing up but in high school in the early 90s. And then what this era of hip hop reminds me a lot is, and unfortunately, Eric, you missed out on this, was when we lived in Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that back because that's where you guys started DJing. And really right. jumped into the music scene. Yes. Plus, both of you came back DJs yep. from Gainesville. Well, I, it's I didn't have my own equipment. I would just use Gilbert's shit when he wasn't in his room. <laughs> but but you were doing stuff because I remember when you came back down, you were doing something with 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 a kid down here. Oh yeah. And you were you were you you knew what you were doing. Well, at least you pretended. I don't know no, dude, it's all mean? it's all in the look, bro. It's all like it's like like DJs now. Just as long as you have your head tilted and use your fucking turning knobs. No, I'm joking, dude. That that's, but you know it, it was hard hands. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. That's that's all we were surrounded by. I mean, so you know, with Brant, him always DJing and practicing, and and all of us. I mean, everybody in that house in our house worked at the same club, and then. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'd have. And that was the explosion of the breakbeats too. Of yeah, the, the, the yeah, yeah, the electro. Another buddy of ours, of ours, Marcel, today sent me a link to YouTube for Merlin Spellbound. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, he sent he sent it to you. Came back playing the breaks, and this was like that, like my my uh, what is it, second renaissance to the music we listened to last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah. so well, what made it good, like I said, so we had. We had all that around us, and then you know, AJ who promoted all the you know all the nights in the club. You know, he'd bring people like DJ Craze, and then like you know, we just it, it was constant. You know, so we and then the, at that time, like hip hop was booming. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it was not only not only more, you know you had the popular main, mainstream shit, but a lot of the underground stuff like you know Big you well Big, Big L. <laughs> Yeah, but you had like Big L uh, digging in the crates, like beat nuts and all that. Like all that, that was that was a really awesome era or a really awesome period in, in music, all the time, consistently. Yeah, all the stuff with, with rock is too, like you know Black Star and all that. Yeah. Um, the lyricist lounge, like all that, all that. Feral Munch, like that was all around that that time that we were in Gainesville. Yeah, and then looking for mixtapes all the time, and then I I remember when we would be on break or come down to Miami. Like I'd go with Gilbert to the, the car jewels. Remember? So you can car buy, jewels. So you can buy records. Y&T. Y &T. Y &T. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so that, that was cool. Uncle Sam. We can't forget Uncle Sam either. No, I'll, yeah. I'll never go with you guys to Uncle Sam again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. There were free piercings. There was not <laughs> free piercings. There was never free piercings. But if you walked around the squirrel long enough, <laughs> yeah, it was then. This is you guys would disappear, and then I'd be looking at 
CDs, and then, all right, Carlos, let's go, let's go, let's go. And like, what the fuck happened? And all of a sudden, Eric, what? Did you have two extra pierces? Yeah, if you go to the back, they're free. No, bitch, no, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't fucking free. <laughs> no, man, so, I mean, I lo- like, a lot of what inspired just the idea of this podcast was, uh, you know, the majority of our childhood, it, it, it was, music was always at the center of it, you know? It yeah. didn't matter what phase of our, you know, of our age uh, we were in. It was music was always a part of it because I mean, shit. Almost everybody we know is is involved in music somehow, some way. And then, like I said, Gainesville, the time that we were there, not only with with all the raves and 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 you know the Miami breaks, but the hip hop scene was huge, and we were in a club all the time, you know. And then we had all these DJs that would stay in our house sleep on our couch on our dining room table <laughs> well that was crazy yeah. actually right the yeah i mean dude, there was times that we had like 20 30 people sleeping in our house which was horrible but it was also fun you look back and we also had the maybe we'll tell the story later about the goat oh god the promoting goat the promoting goat <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been awesome and we also had the Dude, we had uh, our DMX incident. You don't remember that? That one I don't remember. What are you talking about, dude? When we had our own soundtrack to uh, to go to a fight? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. DMX had just come out, and we we thought it was a good idea to hype ourselves up and blast DMX on the way to uh, 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 like the worst, the worst rumble. Uh, yeah. And it was the worst rumble of all time. It was nothing happened, but it was fun, dude. We, you know, and and get and, and that the epicenter of all of that was was music, you know, and that that's that's why you know the first podcast in this in this particular episode was fun, just because researching and looking and, and talking to Gilbert and his playlist. It's the it, dude. It was our it was our childhood. So. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, no, I'm just saying we're, we're about to cut into break in three minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just, you know, you, after Gainesville, when Carlos came back, you stayed up there for a while, too, and I, you started DJing in, in Orlando as well, right? Yeah, so I went, I went to, I went, I ended up going to school at Full Sail. And uh, and DJed up there for a little while, and I came back home, back, back to Miami for a little bit, and was DJing at, at like Liquid and all these spots, you know, uh, down here. But then I, you know, I really wanted to get and uh, and and like start going full sale, so I ended up doing that and DJing up there for a little while before, you know, finally moving back down to Miami again. So, um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was cool. You know, you get a little bit a different. You know, everything's different. Obviously, Miami South Beach at that time was crazy. Um, it was at the peak of South Beach when, you know, when I got, when I got back and Brant was a big part of that, uh, DJ DVJ. Um, and it was cool. It was cool to be part of that scene. It was crazy, you know, and I mean, and the DJs in Miami were, uh, were incredible. Like I remember going to flat, uh, fat black pussycats and, and hearing Mark Leventhal, who rest in peace, he passed away a few years back and he was the first one like would, would play the original samples and then play the Biggie song right after, you know what I mean? So like, you know, um, it was incredible. 
the, the, that time in, in, in nightlife in South Beach was unmatched, really. All right. And that's, that's, are we ready to ask time, Carlos? Well, no, we're, we're going to take our, we're going to take our first break. So just stay with that thought. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, with me is Eric, our co-host, and then Gilbert, our very special guest, um, DJ G-Funk, who was kind enough to provide us with the playlist for this episode. Um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, Gilbert grew up in Miami, um, and, and our paths to hip-hop were a little bit different. You know, me growing up in New York and uh, Gilbert growing up in Miami, you know, our <clears throat> we had a different channel, uh, you know, to the hip-hop era. So, you know, I, I want to go over to elaborate on what was it like growing up in Miami during uh, during uh, the eighties and nineties, listen, listening to uh, to hip hop. Yeah, so in, you know, growing up in Miami it was a little bit different. Obviously, that than you in New York, you were, you know, uh, you had access to all these all these songs early on. You know, we had to wait till they kind of trickled down to Miami. Um, you know, and we would we would get some, like I said, some early stuff. Um, in like kind of an electro hip hop, which was like Planet Rock and Looking for the Looking for the Perfect Beat uh, by um, Africa Bambata and like Jam on it from like Nucleus. And so um, AJ's, and then, play, AJ's playlist. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then you know uh, I remember Houdini. You know, Friends being played a lot on the radio. Um, you know, and then, wow. and then every. Yeah. Oh, Miami, that was another yeah. classic. Yeah, that's another uh, another one. A Miami oh, anthem. That, yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> Miami. <laughs> um, and then, um, we and had then it, you, you know, guys rapped about it. For sure. <laughs> we lived it. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then Beastie Boys really changed everything too. You know, um, you know, the first couple ones were like, you know, had some rock influence with Fight for Your Right and um, uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, but Paul Revere already changed the game. It was it was crazy. The 808s and the sample, the you know the sample drum backward or the snare backwards, um, and that that I remember that tape. License to Hill was incredible. Like that was that was nuts. But other than that, we didn't get a lot of stuff down here, um, you know. And then and then uh, and then Two Live Crew exploded down here, and that was. That was uh, that was incredible, a game changer, and it was like, you know, um, it was Miami's own sound. Um, it was something you had to listen to when your parents weren't around because of dirtiest shit. It, it was the, the one cool kid in school that had access to it. Either that or his parents didn't care what he listened to. Yeah, that, that was. would bring that tape to school, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" So what was cool? It was like, I guess this was like fifth grade, right? Like eighty-five? Yeah. Would it be eighty-five or eighty-four? Personally, I remember this is like when I started like kind of building my own musical identity, like breaking away from the classic rock or classic station that my mother listened to or something like that. And now I had like my own music, like Beastie Boys was mine, yeah. you know, Run DMC was mine. Like this is my own. I chose to listen to it. So that was kind of a cool thing, too. And especially to like crew, because that was a Miami thing. Yeah. 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 Dude, I, sure, like I, you know. And there's those so many of this, uh, you know, so many of these these groups, these hip hop groups, how relevant they still are today. I mean, because you had Eminem on Berserk that sampled, you know, uh, the Beastie Boys, and then, you know, what people don't realize is how important Two Life Crew was, you know, just in, in the world of music. As much as you don't hear about it, but the reason there's an advisory uh, stamp on albums 
you know, was because of the whole fiasco with uh, Two Life Crew, Janet Reno, Tipper Gore. And, you know, that really put Miami hip hop on the map. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that blew them up more than anything because, I mean, they were, for, for the most part, kind of a local thing. I, I think I, I think I remember seeing, well, the first time I, I remember seeing like a Two Life Crew song on, on like Young TV Raps was crazy. And it was like, come on, babe. And they were like all wearing, all wearing like UM gear. And yeah. you're like, oh, these people are from Miami. Like, this is crazy. You know? <laughs> um, and and that was that was cool and and you know and yogi raps like that changed everything because like you know it 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 now i started learning about people like de la de la soul and the tribe called quest like i remember on a tribe called quest like though that there's certain like albums that changed for me personally you know what i'm saying like beastie boys likes to hill was one uh the first uh, tribe called quest album like hearing them was was like i don't know it was out of control like i is it's nothing like I hadn't ever heard anything before, you know. Um, but but that's what Joe, Yo, Yo on Theory Raps did. I, I, like what's even crazier is like you you start learning about uh, like uh, the West Coast hip hop. So like Ice Ice T, and the first time you hear well, NWA. Well, was it Ice T, a New York guy that went to? Yeah, yeah but you know, went to, you know why he went to LA to star in the movie Breaking. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> In the glove and reckless. Yeah, yeah reckless, DJ at the time. You know, reckless was and, and that, so, that that song was crazy. And but I mean, but think about colors like that song. Colors like I mean, oh, we, yes. what oh the hell do we do? I'm a That's, nightmare walking, psychopath talking. Yeah. No, I'm dude. sorry, Carlos. What? No, I was trying to rap. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, but that was that was the scary time in Miami, right? Because all of a sudden everybody wanted to be in a gang. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I guess middle school for us. And, and all these gangster movies became popular. Yeah. You know, you you had like what was that, like eighty eight, eighty nine, and it was like, oh my god, why why is everybody in a gang right now? Yeah, but but you know what? <laughs> but but all those movies gave us some of the best soundtracks ever, like New yeah. Jack City, Boys in the Hood, Colors. You know, so but that the, the cool part about Miami was because, like Gilbert said, you know, like. Miami hadn't really found its identity yet as far as hip hop. So you'd get to listen to West Coast and East Coast. And, you know, there was no, you know, because you didn't hear a lot of that West Coast shit in, in, in New York. You know, it was, you know, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, um, Kumo D, Big Daddy Kane. Like that. that's what everybody listened to. And, you know, it, that's that's what made Miami cool. And then Miami... You know, when they when that booty music sound came in, you know, then Miami and Atlanta, then they had their own sound, you know, and then that that's that's what the cool part about the hip hop history about Miami is, you know. So Gilbert's right. A lot of kids grew up like him where and like you, Eric, that they took, you know, music from all these cities and then, you know, watched it develop in its own special way. Yeah, I, I think for, for us growing up, like, you know, um, at least for me growing up, like a lot of these a lot of these kids that were like coming from parents that are, are from the United States, like they probably listened growing up uh, to James Brown and to Isaac Hayes yeah. and all that stuff. I, we didn't we didn't grow up with that. I listened to, you know, what my parents listened to was just like my mom was a huge disco you know, fan and and salsa and merengue. So like, you know, like when. When when some people that that grew up on James Brown and Isaac Hayes they 
hear, you know, a common song and they, they hear the Isaac K sample, they're like, oh my God, that reminds me of, you know, of my childhood. For me, it's like, all right, where the hell did they sample that from? Because I never, you know, yeah. I never grew up listening to that stuff. So I had to kind of reverse engineer to see where a lot of these songs came from originally, you know? Yeah. That was, that's, that was the cool part about doing the first episode and then marrying it with this episode was because, like you said, I, I grew up a little bit different where, you know, being a Puerto Rican in New York, a lot of that music influenced hip hop. So, you know, I listen to hip hop songs and I hear a lot of the old Latin jazz and then, you know, you know, some of the some of the music that came out of New York where Miami, like you're right, it was totally different. It was you had to you went in reverse, you know, because you yep. culturally you heard a totally different sound growing up. And then, you know, rock was always huge in, in, in South Florida. So Eric grew up listening to, you know, classic rock. So that that's you know, Miami is a really really cool city when it comes to to music because it, it it takes from so many different places and it's such a transient city where you have so many people from you know different parts of the world and different uh states in the country come in and then it, it blends into this you know this sorry to sound so cheesy but a rainbow of music you know and, and it makes it cool and then it made when you know people like DJ Laz and Two Life Crew and Trick Daddy and Trina, when they started coming out with all their shit, it made it that much more special because it didn't sound like anything else. You know, that yeah. that, that that's Miami's Miami has a cool, really cool scene. Yeah, well, I, I mean, not 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 because I'm biased or anything, but I think Miami has the best DJs in the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that, that just sounded really hard, man. <laughs> it, 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 no, a lot of there's a lot of talent in Miami. A lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah, because because we do grow up listening to a bunch of different stuff. So it's not it's not wrong or it's not uncommon to hear, you know, us play a Kanye West song, which I you know, uh, and then mix it with Cela Cru Cruz. You know what I mean? It's like that's not that's not uncommon for us because we grew up listening to both of it. You know what I mean? So um you know, yeah. uh, you know, like it's funny, like like you hear sometimes, like like um, people will listen to a DJ that's not from Miami, or, or in, in general, they'll listen to DJ and, and and they'll see they'll they'll open up and see, uh, you know, when they start throwing classics, you know, where it's disco, whatever, and they're like, wow, this guy, I like, and people, the DJs in Miami, that's kind of just a regular night, you know, you kind of run through the gamut of everything, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so yeah. Well, it, it, like so. This is how cool Miami is. So, you know, you had you had a uh, the freestyle scene, you know, blow up in New York. And then you I moved down to Miami and it's popular in Miami. You know, yeah. and, and that and then when I remember, I'll never forget cuz you know, Eric Eric made the the comment about Two Life Crew being a dirty little secret. That's like our generation's Richard Pryor album. Like you heard it you know, you giggled, you're like, oh shit, what did he really say? Like, just the intro to Fuck Shop. You're like, what the fuck? And then, but. How old are you, Carlos? Uh, <laughs> Richard Pryor? I'm sorry, the only memory I have of Richard Pryor is the toy. Maybe Ed Murphy. No, no, well, that's. Do you remember listening to Richard Pryor? No, no, my old man, my old man was a huge oh, Richard Pryor fan. Jesus. So, no, but, you know, but, but. To them, that was their dirty album that they would listen to, you know. So, um, 
it was it was really cool when I came down here and you know I would listen to Two Life Crew like didn't sound like anything I grew up with, you know, because you have people like Tribe who a lot of the influence in the music is jazz, you know, they have that that jazz hop during that period and you know it was mellow like you know De La Soul they had that mellow sound and then you go down to Miami and you just hear bass you know and and it was brand new to me and it was it was weird at first but you know then you listen to I mean even now like you know people like Pitbull that mix in Spanish music with with their beats and then you know I I don't disagree with you know what Gilbert saying some of the best DJs on the planet come from Miami and look at the dance scene in Miami. And, you know, you have so many musicians there. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it's not that bold of a statement for Gilbert to say that, you know, some of the best producers and DJs, you know, are inspired there or come from there or, or, you know, get a lot of the, a lot of what they do from the, the multicultural sounds that are there. Take so, that Eric. Suck it, Eric. <laughs> he grew I up just thought it was a really bold comment. It's, I mean, let him hang, Gilbert. Let him hang, son. Yeah, just sometimes you got to put your dick on the table, bro. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's you know, and it, realistically, you know, we're talking about with us. It's it's three decades of of watching music evolve. You know, between us three as friends. You know, yes. you know, one of the, one of the coolest moments in my life I, I experienced with you guys. Well, partially experienced with you guys because you guys disappeared was, you know, I grew up a Beastie Boys fanatic and we got to see the Beastie Boys in 93, 94, 94, 94. Well, you guys got to see them. I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, <I heard> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, like, dude, that that was that, you know, that that's still as far as from from my personal concert history, one of the greatest moments in my life was I got to see, you know, one of my, you know, one of my biggest inspirations, and, and you know, or or just the soundtrack to my childhood live. You know that that was that was a that was uh, an awesome moment. That was, I think honestly that Lollapalooza was a big show for all of us, especially with Gilbert, like because the closing act was uh, who was it, the Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Which at the time I think they might have been Gilbert's second favorite band behind Nirvana, who was originally supposed to um, like headline that show. I, so, so I know that was a very big show for all of us. I know. Are you? I was waiting for you to pull your move and say that you got to see Nirvana and Gilbert did it. Jesus. <laughs> I invited him. I invited him and he said no. Yeah. I was working. Yeah, man. I Fever. I was. I was being yeah. responsible. <laughs> we were that guy. You were. Yeah, and you would always go with your little tie, and you look so professional. And <laughs> what, man, what a show you missed! What was that? Is that what was? Is that? Did you work at the the shopping center where Site A was? No, no, no. On Eighth Street and Sixty Seventh, right? Fifty Seventh and Northwest Seventh Street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, but you know what? Like, I, like looking back on it, I was like, I was like, you know what? I can't go, but I'm gonna see them in a few months anyway. And then all right, leave know, it, leave it there, that. leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is this is like when we were turning 18, 19, and we thought we were like productive members of society and we had to be responsible. <laughs> like, yeah, you should have just gone seriously. No, but you know, when you got you when you say that we got to watch music evolve, 
let us never forget that one station, the box. Was it the box? Yeah, the, the, the shit that ran up your... Call in because if it wasn't for that, we would never, we would have never seen the later uh, Luke videos. That's true. That were oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah well... The, so thank you, Box, if you're still around. Well, the, shi- the <laughs> shitty part about the Box was that you would have to wait and pray that somebody ordered the song you wanted to hear. Yeah. Because, but you had your VCR ready to record. That's true. The song came on. That, <laughs> those videos were excellent material. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. No, that's all right. Well, what's funny is, so, you know, like the, the site that we use uh, offers analytics. So I was thinking about it when you guys were talking is, I wonder what our lone listener in Ireland is thinking right now. Like, who the fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> but, you know, now he'll know, you know, that at least he'll pick up Eric's little jerking off message here about yeah. the video. Wow. <laughs> I'm about it. I, I kind of just tossed it up, like... Let people interpret it how they will. <laughs> That's a beauty of you. Fuck subtlety, man. This is this is this podcast is for us to say whatever the hell we want. But um, so yeah, I, you know, going back to the original material was uh, Gilbert. You want to you want to talk a little bit more about the playlist and, and what your process was and what you were thinking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of it, it's, it was, again, taking some of your, um, some of the songs from your, uh, from your dad's tribute, uh, playlist and just incorporating it. Um, and, uh, and then some of it, just some cool samples that I, that I've always kind of dug and, um, and just played along with that. And, uh, yeah, just kind of showcasing everything. Like I, I remember like, uh, you know, especially with, with, with Timbaland, with all that Missy stuff, I, I, it was so futuristic sounding that I never thought that it came from a sample for some reason. And then when I started kind of learning about all this other stuff, I'm like, holy shit, there's a song called Can't Stand the Rain. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, and then the, the, the Ready or Not, like, you know, the beginning where it samples the Missy, or Missy uh, Socket to Me samples the beginning, and then the Ready or Not is the chorus from the Fuji's Ready or Not, and you're yeah. like, what the hell is going on here? Um, so it was cool. It was just highlighting, you know, seeing where, where some of these, some of that music came from, and you know. Yeah. Well, it's cool that you say that because that was actually the comment that Eric made in the first podcast was, yeah, like, shit. Yourself, yeah. yeah it, it's like it's you get to listen to, uh, you know, the same song three different ways or two different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it that was, you know, one of the messages that I got after the first podcast was. That and and I didn't see it that way. I saw it more, you know, two friends talking, you know, talking smack. But uh, how people actually felt that it was an education in music, and and you know, it was different for me because as a kid, before you know, before I really knew what music was, that's all I would hear in my dad's Cadillac with his eight-track player. You know, that there was this like the Delphonics and Marvin Gaye and Al Green and and the Spinners. So that's what I grew up listening to, you know, and so later on, you know, when I started understanding music and listening to hip hop, I'm like, oh, shit, that's this song or oh, my God, that's this song. So it's kind of cool to hear the perspective from the other side where, you know, it's new to other people. And so it brings a lot of those songs back. That That's the cool thing about music. It keeps on 
living because it inspired others to to create a new sound and still paying homage to you know a lot of these older musicians and i kind of like um i i went to gilbert's house the other day and he's really i i, I guess you'd say experimenting with like beats and different things he's throwing in a lot of these old songs not necessarily um with their their younger co- co- counterparts but he'll be playing one song and then he'll throw something from the like the 80s and it's, and you don't see it coming but it sounds so good and then you know you you go back to that time and it's like and and, and this is gilbert saying that that's what he wants he wants somebody to tell me like wow i haven't heard that in a long time yeah but that, like, those are your words which i good. like because you you found this new life in dj and you've been doing it for a long time and and that day when we hung out like it was weird. It was like you were doing it for the first time again. Like there was there was love there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. and, and you sent me a lot of the other other things you do too. Um, I think you put, post them on on on, a, on SoundCloud or something like, or you have a DJ site that you you have. So yeah, if that- people want to listen to other stuff that he does, man, it's really cool. And, and you're gonna hear stuff from from these these conversations that we're having. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys go to um, SoundCloud um, and it's at DJ G Funk MIA. Uh, matter of fact, all my socials, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that stuff is uh, at DJ G Funk MIA. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, growing up, I think another thing growing up in Miami, we talk about a bit of a little bit of it is you grow up loving all this kind of music. And me personally, like, you know, I, I grew up listening to hip hop, like early hip hop, but then, you know, I started skating. And we got into punk rock, and it's so I, you know, I and you know, punk rock and 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 hip hop have a lot of roots together, especially in the in the in the early seventies and eighties um, in New York City downtown. Like you know, by the way, clubs would play hip hop. By the way, I mean? Gilbert, so, that that's a yeah. great segue into our next episode. But I'll discuss oh, that later. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, and so you know, gr- growing with these two, and that and me, you know, growing having both these worlds. And loving both these worlds, there's, there's still two of my favorite, you know, genres of music, um, you know, and really shaped the way I am as a DJ, you know, but also listening to freestyle music, you know, on the radio, listening to DJ Laz, who's, I mean, that dude is incredible. Um, and, what? You know, like, <laughs> learning, he was the, the master of the three turntables. And learning from him, enough. Yeah, learning from him how to cut in and out of records, like, you know, you talk about how I, was, how I was playing, you know, 34 songs in 30 minutes. Like when he used to spin booty, it was like he just gets the chorus, boom, got a lot of booty, and then off to the next one. And he was just hitting you like with song after song. And you, you know, that's you know, you you know, he's he definitely shaped how a lot of the DJs down here are. You know. Now, All right, hold, er, Eric. Like rap? I'm sorry. Hold on, Eric. Before you go on, so we're we could do one of two things because we're about to we're about to come up on an hour. You guys want to keep this going? Yeah, because we could always talk about. I mean, I think yeah. I, 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 I mean, the first stuff was funny. Well, but I think we're kind of getting to the to the, the meat and bones. Now, yeah. All right, so then we'll do this. Uh, Eric, hold on to your thought. We're gonna take another quick break, and then uh, we'll come back uh, with with more DJ G Funk and Eric, my A sauce, my A one sauce to my A1. meat, my A one to my meat. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. All right, uh, we're running into overtime. This is a fun one. Uh, <clears throat> before we start, uh, I I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, probably the person that's been waiting for this this episode 
more than anybody um, is my buddy Chef Aaron Arditi, um, who Diddy. Diddy, who's super talented, super talented chef uh, who started a, actually a delivery business. Um, check him out at RDT underscore kitchen uh, on Instagram. Uh, if you're in Miami, uh, it, you know, I love the kid. I've been in the food industry for a long time and, and definitely one of the most talented people that I know. All right. So we're back. And, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking off of uh, what uh, Gilbert was talking about. Uh, I know Eric wanted to bring up uh, a question about booty music in Miami. The booty bass. Now, <laughs> and I'm talking more the later, not the early, like, Two Life Crew, but when, when kind of Luke just broke off and started doing his thing, kind of that MC thing. Is that still, would you still consider that, like, hip-hop or rap, or was it just, like, its own thing? I mean, you know, because that's when we had the pack jams down here and all that other stuff, and it was it was that sound. Yeah, it was definitely on its own, but I mean, it, it is considered rap. But I mean, it, if if you think about it, how these days, like you know, people are talking about mumble rappers or something like that. So they thought they, you know, like people that are you know hip hop heads probably didn't think that you know Luke was you know rock him or anything like that, you know. But but I mean, it was it was never meant to be that way. It was they were party it was meant jams. to be a party rocking thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, and. Well, another, I always called it the square dancing, the, the square dancing, like, because you would get directions, like, uh, <laughs> like you get the, and it was just like square dancing, and, and, and the, everyone loves square dancing. And, and the and most exhausting dance. dancing of all time. <laughs> it's, hey, I, you remember that in, in, in junior high, they make, they, uh, they would teach square dancing in, in junior high? Oh, no, I, 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 the last time I did it was in elementary. No, in I junior high, good. West Miami School, really? West Miami Middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that kind of threw thumb on your back. You, you know what never yeah, happened? You I know what? I'll never forget that. You know what never happened? You know what never happened? What never? What never happened in New York was yeah. square dancing. Yeah. Square dancing was cool, man. It was fun. It was like do si do around your partner, and I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I, all it's right. like, tell me what to do, man. I yeah. can do that. I can follow these rules. Right. Hold, on, hold, hold on to that story. Hold on to that story in case we ever do a country episode. Yeah. Highly it's probably, unlikely. It's probably better than playing tetherball or something, you know? Yeah, sure. Whoa, hey, hey. Tetherball was fun too, man. <laughs> you guys are destroying my childhood here, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Well, you know, actually, it's, you know, that you brought up the fact about, you know, the older, older uh, booty bass sound. Um, uh, you remember when we had Uncle Al in Gainesville? Oh yeah, that guy saved my life. We had a uh, <laughs> so that uh, that's why I was working as a bouncer in Brick City, and that we went. That was a I had worked like twenty one hours straight. Um, I was bouncing a, a a philanthropy like a frat and sorority mixer. Immediately right after that was a rave that AJ had. And then early that morning, we had a, a like a hip hop festival, and uh, Uncle Al showed up with a bunch of uh, McDonald's breakfast sandwiches, and he just came. He goes, "Hey man," he goes, "You hungry? You've been, you know, you've been here since last night." I'm like, "Yeah, here, man." And he, coolest guy in the world. Rest in peace to a Miami legend. RP man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, legend. Yeah, I mean that's one of the nicest Was people. It the I can- burrito? What? Was it the egg burrito that they have at McDonald's? Because those are delicious. No, this <laughs> This was 1995, bro. This was. <laughs> so it was, or, was no, it no, 19, sorry, 90, 96, 97. 
But uh, no, man, it, it, it's that hands down one of the most exhausting things to dance to. But there's nothing that lights up a club like booty music. It's, I mean, that's to Gilbert's point. That that's that's a party starter. Well, you always have a little bottle too. The, for, the forbidden dance. That was kind of like the Brazilian booty dance. So we went from for our age. So we went from dirty well, dance. Because he was doing the same too, right? So booty dance, you know, that was in middle school. Dances were like, oh my god, there's a girl running up against me. <laughs> like, that's amazing. He's just dancing like this is okay. No. But then at that same time, we had the forbidden dance. Well, that I was what well, the transition I was going to make is we went from dirty dancing one. To Dirty Dancing to Havana Nights, yeah. Havana Nights, which yeah, right, there was, which there Lombada was has Lombada nothing. Yet? Lombada has nothing to do with Havana. What? Oh, yeah. No, I, I was sorry. I was just like Lombada, dude. Because <laughs> there was two movies about the Lombada. Yeah, there was. All right, <laughs> but, but I don't think one that... of them starred Melora Harding from The Office, right. Gilbert. Just in case you want to watch it when she was younger. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the other one was a girl that came from the jungle, the Amazon, to save the world. Only and the, she got involved in trafficking, but then she won a contest and she saved the rainforest. Oh, <laughs> I right. swear to God, like, solid, solid plot. Yeah, like, you know. And definitely, the way that we discuss a hip hop podcast is through Lombada, the Forbidden Dance. <laughs> Sure. But that was a real influence. Was... Like no, hey, thank you, booty music, because yeah. that was you know, it was it was a good time in middle school, man, and high school. It got it, it got us through a lot of good dances. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, and it's it's still. I mean, you know, play something like that. Play something like that now. It'll still get the club, the club jumping, man. You know. It, yeah, you'll you'll definitely see like a 40, 50 year old woman. <laughs> like, swear up and down. I swear to God, you drop to booty music right now, and they they'll lose their minds. Yeah. And it, it, it and it gets nasty. This could be your grandmother, and she's just like, oh God, you're like, so, I can't stop it. So so the, the, the last podcast, uh, Eric was convinced that his grandmother was part of the original uh, uh, Rocksteady crew, but now his grandmother is a booty dancer throwing down in a club in Miami. <laughs> She's a look dancer. She's a look dancer. Yeah, but dude, look, if, I mean, could you think, I mean, aside from uh, from uh, Gloria Stefan un- and Pitbull, another huge Miami icon? No, no, no dude, he bled, bled over into, into sports culture. You don't talk about the Hurricanes without talking about Luke. I mean, yeah. sh- shit, he was a big part of the documentary on the 30 for 30. Yeah. But, Same and, <laughs> Saigon kick. <laughs> <laughs> and that one dude who did Compete uh, Bacalao. <laughs> hey, you remember listen. that song? That guy actually sang at one of our friends' birthday. Like, he came over and he just started singing. It was the weirdest thing. We're hanging out for his birthday because we have a, a, a mutual friend, uh, Sergio, that he was like a big, like, in rock bands in the 80s and he's good friends with the guy. He's actually one of the backup singers in that song. So he brought him over for our friend Jay's birthday, and oh we're all God. there. It's just a regular party get together, and this guy shows up and sets up, and all of a sudden starts singing that song, and you're like, "What's happening right now?" And then as soon as he hits that chorus, everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's the Pete Bacalao song!" <laughs> it was awesome. 
Esa Luca. Listen, hey, I will not take the disrespect. You cannot name Miami without naming John Cicada and Martica. So. Oh, sorry, you're right. Martica's Miami. <laughs> why did you? Why did you say my? Why did you say Miami like that? Famous from Kids Incorporated, that also included one, one, uh, one. What was her name? The other person from that other Black Eyed Peas. She was also on that show. Berkey, Kids Incorporated. Look it up, son. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Berkey was yeah. in Kids Incorporated. She was the youngest girl. Martika was the older girl, and then there was the middle sister. And but Martika, step by step, toy soldiers, man. I told you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Won't you come and play with me? <laughs> That's such a great song. <laughs> wow, I didn't know she was Miami, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I mean, I know she's Cuban for sure, so maybe I'm, I mean, I just, maybe when I was a kid, I just assumed that every Cuban was from I Miami. Know, so. let, 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 <laughs> you know what the cool thing? John Cicada, too, man. Well, let's look it up. What a voice that John Cicada had. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go there, should we just go, where do you go, my lovely? Oh, my gosh. I want to know. That was a great song, too. Uh, are you googling? Gilbert. Is Martika from Miami? I'm I'm about to break your heart, bro. No. Yeah. Too good to be true, bro. Too she, good to be true. She. Uh, look, the first thing that says uh, her, Not from her Miami. she was actually she's <laughs> her name her name on Kids Incorporated was Gloria. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Gilbert, I, I'm Carlos, I'm so sorry. She is from California. Ah! But Carlos, you know who else was in Kids Incorporated? Who? The cool kid from Monster Squad. Oh, so, I mean. <laughs> Let I me mean. tell you, that show Kids Incorporated produced many a stars. Actually, Gilbert, her older sister, too, was, I think, Fergie was in another band. They were called Wild Things, I think. I don't know if you remember that. No. So Fergie was in a, it was three girls, and the other girl was the girl who played her sister on Kids Incorporated. Oh my God, I'm full of useless information. Yeah, you are. Man, I'm, I should have applied it to something else, guys. Yeah, but, uh, well, that, that's why, why we that? that's why that's we started the, that's why we started this podcast. Oh boy. What were you saying, Gilbert? You're really from Martika, not being from Miami. Yeah, you're so <laughs> hard. You set me up for that one, Gilbert. You broke my heart with that. Well, I knew she was Cuban, though. I got that part right. She's definitely Cuban. <laughs> She's there. No, Cubans went other places besides Miami. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. Someone went to Chicago. Like, it's crazy. She must have lived. <laughs> I mean, at some, point, at some point in her life, she must have lived in Miami. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, let, let's, let's, uh, let's stick with that one. Listen, Even though I haven't seen the word Miami in any of her Wikipedia page. And how do I? Wikipedia has a slant. What's up? Wikipedia has a slant. You, you can't believe everything that's on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can we at least take one thing from this? I think I'm gonna start saying Miami now. Yeah, that was instead of Miami. Miami. I don't know what Miami came out like that. Awesome. Miami. Miami. Oh man. I was trying to incorporate moist into one of our conversations, but oh, I haven't yeah. been able to figure out the Here. right the right part and trying to bring it up. Yeah. Well, you just did. Yeah. So. Eric, you feel you feel the need to defend the word moist again? Nope. No, nope. we you know, I think we cleared it. All you right. know, and, and I think it's acceptable now. It is. So. It's definitely acceptable. So what one thing Eric and I did want to bring back the word fresh. 
<laughs> so like that's why it's in uh like in a lot of the things that i posted about the podcast like i kept on writing keeping it keep it fresh so eric and yeah, i kind of stumbled about, uh, upon it accidentally yeah and we were just talking oh and, and it just came out like oh that's fresh yeah and and it's like why didn't we ever stop using fresh yeah i mean what's mo- what's more that's fresh yeah what's more it hip- just sounds good at, and it could be fresh food you know, it could be fresh clothes or Gilbert. As I told you earlier, now how the kids are saying sneakers, they're clean. But yes. can you say they're fresh and clean? Oh, or, or why say oh fresh? Oh my God! Why say what fresh? Did I just start. Why, why say fresh and clean when you could just say fresh? That keeps it clean. Fresh. But yeah, so yeah, so. Uh, no, but I do like the artwork that you've done with that. Like it's really cool. I love the whole. Um, you know the produce and and because yeah. it goes along with the that that people they yeah. you know? well that, but that was and your the, the yeah, produce that's not, that's not big here in Miami because we've always had kind of these superstores like the Fancy Fried um La Laguita the Fancy Tantry Fried Jesus Christ did you, wait did you but say I do did remember, you, uh, yeah I said something you said Panty Fried um, okay yes sorry <laughs> that's that's a Q and Miami but you know when we when we when I grew up in the beach and we didn't really have like by where we lived and I, I do remember my grandmother going to the bodega and it's crazy because it's just like a mini Publix you know and I think those are that it's it, it's so weird it's it's weird to shop like that because we're used to just going to that huge super center that has everything and here's your little mini store and whatever they have that's what you gotta buy. Well, you don't have that awesome selection. <laughs> no, it's you know, like, like the Tesco's in, in like in London and stuff. Like in, in UK, they're like I, I didn't see while I was there. I, I didn't see any uh any big shopping centers, but they had these little grocery stores. It was like bodegas. Yeah, no, you got to think. But big cities are limited on space, so yeah, you know. And but for you don't have you don't have bodegas in in Miami, but you have botanicas everywhere. Yes, for, for all your spiritual needs. <laughs> for all your spiritual needs, but yeah, Gilbert, have you recovered from the Martica thing? Uh, I think I'm. I'm yeah, I'm you're, back. Guys. You're okay. You're back. All right. Well, welcome back, yeah. Gilbert. So, thanks. <laughs> all right. So, I wanted I wanted to tell you this earlier, but you know the the transition that I that I love the most on your um, on your playlist was when uh, you did the Bobby Caldwell going into the, into the light, the common, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just because yeah. I remember uh, my aunt, Sonia, also rest in peace, huge music fan. Um, I remember listening to that song the first time was she used to have, uh, you know, those eight track players that were, it was a white plastic dome that it just looked like a ball on a pedestal. And oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that I thought that that was the coolest radio in the world and uh i remember hearing that song for the first time on her eight track and you know i i had always wanted to have that you know later on but unfortunately you know it's 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 no longer around but that the moment that i heard you do that and i love the transition because that one was really seamless was was it reminded me of my aunt so who's also a fan of 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 that era of music you know and yeah so i mean she was she was a huge music fan too i mean you would go inside her house and from wall to wall her collection of eight tracks was so much that it would be almost like her collection of pizza boxes in gainesville 
Like, <laughs> but that was uh, that you know when you walked into her house, you knew you were going to listen to music. You know there was we didn't watch TV; she just played music. So that that was that was a cool uh, throwback, or it took me back to to my childhood also. But yeah, I I love that one. I love the Isaac Hayes going into my mind's playing tricks on me, and yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's just it's just cool. And I you know I I I've mixed that that song like going into that transition like i don't know how many times because i sometimes i like to catch the chorus and like you know yeah. um i don't know it's just it's but it's 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 fun and like you know again it's like me hearing that song the you know calm in the light and not really knowing where it came from and then years later figuring it out you know just by digging and um finding out where what the original sample was and it's it's fun man yeah yeah that was i it was funny too. I, I like the fact that you did the Harlem Shuffle going into Jump Around because oh, yeah. the moment that song starts, you expect Jump Around, and yeah. then you're like, "Oh shit, that's not that." But yeah. uh, but no, that dude, it was it was I dude. I really appreciate the fact that you know you took a playlist that meant something to me, and then you know you you pulled off uh, you know this playlist or this mix and. You know, if you're paying tribute to separate eras of, of, of music, so that that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Guys, we're gonna wrap it up in a bit. Uh, Eric, you have any more pearls of wisdom? Yes, um, I, I actually <laughs> looked it up because it was killing me. So the band that Stacy Ferguson and Renee Sands were in, which were original members of Kids Incorporated, was called Wild Orchid. They actually started off as Energy, but then they formed Wild Orchid. Somebody has to remember them. No? No. No, no we're good. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, All right. look them up. It was kind of cool. It was totally hip-hop. But, uh, but, yeah, Gilbert, I, I, I want to give you the time that you deserve to let people know where they can find you, uh, what to look forward to out of DJ G-Funk. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that we have enough time to go over that. So, you know, let people know where they can find you. Cool. Thank you, man. Um, so, yeah, like I said before, um, all my socials are D at DJG Funk MIA. Um, my SoundCloud, same thing. Um, I put mixes there all the time. I probably got like close to 20 and it's all different genres. I got alternative. I got whatever, whatever you want. I got. Um, and so, <laughs> you just um, need a, a trench coat. Right? Yeah. 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 You can open up. What do you need? What do you need? I got. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but I'm excited now. I got a new project coming. Um, so right before this, you know, everything with COVID hit, I was going to start a, uh, a day party called Lovers Rock. And it was kind of be like day party vibes, you know, um, just feel good music. And, and you know, obviously with everything that happened, uh, you know, I, I haven't been able to do it. You know, I, uh, I had a venue. Everything was locked down. I had a first date. It was going to be in April 25th. And um, so, you know, I decided that I'm going to take it to, um, to Twitch and I'm actually do some live streams from there. I haven't gone... I haven't felt the need to jump on live stream, you know, like whatever DJs doing and jumping on live streams and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I took the the time and and decided, well, you know what? Let me lo launch this Lovers Rock thing online for now and just kind of build an audience from that. Um, and then hopefully, when everything's done and I can see everybody together again, you know, we'll we'll do it for real at a at, at a spot. Um, and um, you know, it's it's a cool thing. I'm I'm gonna have a bunch of merch, so. Um, it, I've kind of been keeping under under wraps what I want to do with the merchandise, but you know, um, once you see it, it's going to be very recognizable and it's going to, you know, have a, a, a you know certain like uh, aura of a certain time back in the day. 
Um, so, um, you know, uh, yeah, catch me on Twitch. I, I, I haven't set the date on when I'm, I'm going to officially catch, uh, launch it, um, but it's going to be uh, late August. Um, and, um, and the same thing, uh, DJ G Funk MIA is where you're going to find me on the Twitch channel. So, um, yeah. And can, you talk, what, what, can you just, I know you did your Instagram earlier. What, yeah. what is that? Because that, that's where you're going to post the, the launch and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, right? yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So, if you can go to, to DJ G Funk MIA and to uh, Lovers Rock Party at Instagram, um, that's where you'll find updates. Um, you'll, I, I've been doing uh, dropping mixes every week leading up to it. To kind of get everybody you know in the right vibe for it um so i did like an overall kind of mix then i did uh one that focused in like on 2000s uh next one i'm doing is like a 90s vibe um so um so yeah those just check me on instagram and then and you'll know when uh when's all this all the stuff dropping so yeah. and, and and of course it'll be on our on our instagram as well and you know we'll we'll uh we'll mention it uh leading up to that um you know, I want I want to thank everybody that listened to the first episode. Uh, it was much more than I anticipated, um, and you know, the best part about doing this podcast is is sharing it with with two of my closest friends. I mean, they're beyond friends; they're family. Uh, you know, Gilbert, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy guy. You know, you have a family, um, and plus, you know, you have a slew of things going on. And, uh, but again, you know, you're my brother. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Eric, you know, uh, you're Eric. What can you say that? It already hasn't been said about me. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Good or bad. All right, well, guys. Man, thanks again, Gilbert. Thank you, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I love you guys, man. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on the, on, on the podcast. Uh, I can't wait to look forward to what else you guys are going to bring. Uh, whenever you whenever you need a mix, let me know. Yeah, well, we we already announced you as our resident DJ in the last podcast, but I know. Yeah. I, but I forgot to mention. Thank you for bringing it up. So we're actually going to take a, a a shift. You know, we did the first two uh, first two episodes where it's you know old school music that led up to to a lot of the songs that you know today in the hip hop uh, world. And I mean for. Any old school punk rocker, uh, that that's that's the next episode coming up. So, yes. you know that that I know Gilbert's excited about that one. Eric's excited about that one. Uh, but uh, Eric, Actually, I, I, I'm more excited about like yeah, I love the old school punk, but I I want that '90s era punk. Well, that that'll be a different kind podcast. Of like what, what we fell into, like the yeah. ones that we got to experience, the one we got to. Yeah, but we'll do 80s first, and then in the later podcast, we'll do the 91. Uh, but once again, gentlemen, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for listening. Eric, do your thing. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, take care.